0: Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. In some ways, I think this, it looks like uh, the easiest of the Beatitudes, because it uses the same word in the first part as the second. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. But it may, of course, be the hardest, because what actually is mercy? That's the first thing we need to get our heads around. Uh, The basic idea of mercy... Uh, is giving help to the wretched and miserable. Mercy gives attention to those in misery. Uh, It's different to grace. Grace is what is shown to the undeserving. Mercy is compassion to the miserable and hopeless. Uh, What does mercy look like? Compassion is a pretty good summary term. But it's not simply feeling compassion. As someone who sat for an hour at an intersection with a car that didn't want to go yesterday, I saw a lot of faces that said, I feel compassion for you. I met one or two that actually showed some compassion. And I was thankful for the drinks. Uh, See, mercy exists when something is done to ease the distress. And it is a characteristic of God mercy is. So Deuteronomy 4.31, the Lord your God is a merciful God. Nehemiah, in a long prayer of confession, recalling the unrepentant heart of Israel, just as the remnant of Israel have returned after exile, because they're exiled, because generation after generation had wandered from God. Nehemiah prays, but in your great mercy, you did not put an end to them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and merciful God. Uh, And in Hosea, a bit earlier than Nehemiah, when God was trying to call his people to repent and turn back, uh, he reminds us that mercy is what he wants to see in his people. In the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And again, as we keep going through the Sermon on the Mount, we're going to see you can do all the good deeds you like, You can sacrifice all you like, but it's the heart, it's the mercy that matters. Jesus also made this clear in the parable of the Good Samaritan. At the end of that parable in Luke chapter 10, he says, "'Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man "'who fell into the hands of robbers?' "'The expert in the law replied, "'The one who had mercy on him.'" And Jesus said, "'Go and do likewise.'" Friends, mercy is compassion in action. We mustn't trick ourselves into thinking we're merciful because we feel compassionate towards someone in distress. The merciful act is what we're looking at. There was a preacher in the 1800s. He came across a friend whose horse had just been accidentally killed. Uh, While a crowd of onlookers expressed empty words of sympathy, the preacher stepped forward and said to the loudest sympathizer, I'm sorry five pounds. How much are you sorry? And he passed the hat around. True mercy demands action. So mercy is compassion in action and mercy is forgiving See, a key aspect of mercy, a key aspect of compassion in action is that the merciful are forgiving. They pardon those who are in the wrong. It's exactly what we see when we go to the cross and look at the righteousness of Christ that is given to us through his death. If you wanted an illustration, because we like to see what it looks like, don't we? The most wonderful, colourful example of mercy, I think, in the Bible is the mercy that Joseph shows to his brothers that Mark read to us from the Big Picture Story Bible, that Joseph shows to his brothers. The only reason they hadn't murdered him when he was a boy was just as they were ready to murder him, they saw a caravan of travellers coming along and they thought, let's sell him into slavery and get some money for this rat bag or this precious one that we don't really like. But years later, when Joseph had his guilty brothers literally at his mercy, starving to death, totally helpless where a word from his mouth would send them to certain death, what does he do? He shows them mercy. There was compassion as he wept for their misery and then action as he met their needs. There was forgiveness as he restored them all to his side, saying, "Uh, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. The merciful person remembers their own sin and God's mercy to them. The merciful person understands the weakness of others and they forgive. Uh, One of the great joys in my years as a Christian uh, is the mercy of two Christian women I know. Both have been crushed and devastated by their husbands by husbands who overturned their marriages in devastating ways. These women have yelled and screamed and thrown things. They've sought godly counsel. And in meekness and in a hunger and thirst for righteousness, they've sought God's agenda and God's will for their situation. Both have continued to love. Both have prayed for their husbands' repentance both, if I had them here to interview, would say that they've drawn closer to God, that God has strengthened them and lifted them up in so many ways through truly horrendous days. Uh, they are heroes. Blessed are the merciful, says Jesus, for they will receive mercy. They will be shown mercy. One of the difficulties as you read this is the challenge that if we're not merciful, will we be shown mercy? See, the one who is not merciful inevitably is so unaware of their own state and their own standing before God, they don't think they need any mercy. They can't picture themselves as miserable, helpless, wretched. So how are they going to turn to God to be merciful? Toward them. In contrast, the person who reflects on these beatitudes and uh, whose character is reflective of these beatitudes is conscious of their spiritual bankruptcy, that they're poor in spirit. They grieve over it, they mourn their sin. In meekness, they, they strongly and humbly set themselves after God's agenda. How do they do that? By hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And it will show in them being merciful. See, God is merciful to the wretched. And the wretched are those who recognize it. Paul, as he continues working through Romans, and and how even though he's saved and he's got the spirit and wants to be a Christian, he's hungering and thirsting after righteousness, realizes he keeps stumbling and falling and says, what a wretched man I am. But thanks be to God for his mercy through the Lord Jesus. Now, predictably, one of the things we like to do as humans is reward for effort. And so we like to turn the Bible and we like to turn all things into works and merit theology, merit thinking. So people forget the context of this text and make this beatitude a legal transaction. If I show mercy, then God is bound to show me mercy. But that's not what the Beatitude teaches. It's not true of God's word as a whole. Those who are truly God's children, those who are objects of his mercy, they will be merciful and they will receive mercy from him. Showing mercy is evidence that we've actually received the mercy of God. I want to finish with three quick examples which shows the attitude of the world towards mercy and often the lack of mercy. Each of the examples reveal people who do not understand the mercy of God and so are not merciful. And if you these are things that you're recognizing in yourself, first of all, Ask, do I recognise the mercy of God to me, a sinner, in the Lord Jesus? And if you do, but still see these things in yourself, then repent and come back to God and seek his forgiveness and a change in your thinking and a change in your ways that you might be merciful. Uh, the first one is in James chapter two, and it's the idea of favouritism. James at the end of that uh, this passage says, Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So often that's what we do. We become judgmental and we play favourites. Mercy becomes a gift to the deserving. I will show mercy to those who are worthy. If you don't make the mark, you'll be brushed. If you meet the mark, sit with me. If you don't meet the mark, well, over there, you you can go and sit over there. Our merciful actions and attitudes, they are evidences of the presence of Christ with us. Our confidence on the day of judgment is our union with Christ, the one who perfectly fulfilled the law for us, the one who mercifully redeems miserable sinners. Do you play favourites or are you merciful as God has been merciful to us in Christ? The second is boasting, a great little parable in Luke chapter 18 where a Pharisee comes forward and says, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. I am better. I'm not miserable. I'm not hopeless. I'm not helpless. God, you are so privileged to have me on your team. The tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. He beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be extended. He cried out for the mercy of God, that God would do for him what he could not do for himself. Of course, the answer to that, where did that happen? Christ at the cross, bearing the wrath of God for our sins. How sad when we think we are better than others. Jesus was better than us. Certainly in terms of righteousness, wasn't he? Probably every other way for that matter. But what did he do? Became a servant of all, that he might save some. His life for ours... That is mercy, that is compassion in action, that is forgiveness at great cost. Do you boast or seek mercy? Do you boast or seek to become a servant of all that some might be saved? And the last one is the unmerciful servant in Matthew chapter 18. A slave owed his master an immense sum beyond what he could ever dream of repaying, about 20 years' wages. He pleaded with his master, who with astonishing compassion forgave him the entire debt. Incredibly, as that servant was on his way home, he met a fellow slave who owed him money, about three months' wages. How much had he been forgiven? 20 years' worth. He meets someone that owes him three months. What was his response? When the guy asked for mercy... He had him thrown in jail to be tortured and paid until until he could pay that debt. The master called that servant back in and said, you wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Friends, they are hard words, but they are merciful words. It is a warning to people like us who attend church, who can recite the answers, who lead good lives, but hold a tight grip on our grudges. Jesus warns the one who will not forgive his relatives or the former business associates or the brothers or sisters in Christ who let us down and fail us and sin against us who won't forgive regardless of their pleas. He warns the one who nourishes hatreds and cherishes animosities and who live in settled malice. Take stock if that is you. If we are Christians, we can forgive, we can show compassion because we know what it is like to have been shown mercy, mercy beyond what we could ever repay. If you found yourself Christian but struggling with one of these things, confess your sins to God. Reread The Merciful Servant in Matthew 18 then go out and do mercy. Go and forgive those who have wronged you. Purposefully become involved with those who are hurting or who have hurt you. We mentioned that these beatitudes flip on its head the way the world thinks. See, we don't... Show mercy to those who've hurt us. Helpless in need? For sure. We will very quickly and we have been very quickly putting our hands in the pockets and rightfully so for these people whose lives have been devastated by the bushfires. But are you as quick to call up that person that hurt you, let you down, sinned against you, and say, let's go and have a coffee. Let me love you. Or come and sit next to me, or come and have a meal at my place. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy.